the Division II champions, Grand Valley State. Congratulations to the Lakers. For the sixth time in program history, they are the national champions. Grand Valley has its third national championship in four years. Grand Valley State celebrating a national championship in Division II. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. And with that, we welcome you to the first edition of the Anchor Up Podcast. It's all brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. Jake Levy here with you, joined by, introduce yourself, Tim. Tim Knott. Tim Knott, longtime sports information yes, director indeed. at Grand Valley. Say, how long have you been at Grand Valley? Uh, 25th year. 20? And I'm a little disappointed. We didn't have streamers or confetti going off when you in- intro that. I mean... I thought I thought I, I know we're on a low low budget podcast here. We're just starting, but you know, we, we, yeah, this uh, is the pilot episode. Yeah, we got to make yeah, sure exactly. it, it jives with people before we start going and putting all the bells and whistles. Yes. On it. So yeah, twenty five years. It's uh, I mean, it's been a great twenty five years, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Didn't really envision myself doing podcasts in 2020, but a lot of things change over the years. Boy, you went from doing stats via fax overnight to doing podcasts. You want to talk about somebody who has evolved with the times. I have had to evolve, yes, to say the least, (laughs) in terms of uh, um, where we started. When I started at Grand Valley State, there was no webpage. Right, GVSULakers.com didn't exist, and that's actually a great peg for what this podcast is going to kind of be about because not only has technology evolved in Tim's quarter of a century at Grand Valley State, but obviously so has Laker Athletics in a lot of different ways. And we're really excited to go back and look at the growth of the GVSU brand, to look at the growth of all the different sports teams, 20 varsity teams now. This thing has grown to be a big, big symbol in Division Two and across the nation. I think it'll be cool to kind of go back and explore in multitude of different angles how that kind of came about. Yeah, it will. I mean, because, you know, the, the when the school started, I mean, I remember 1985 when I was getting out of high school visiting Grand Valley State, and it was a some buildings in the middle of cornfields. Uh, now, you know, Don Thomas, who was a longtime SID for over 20 years, That's right. and uh, DT and I have been combined 45 years, uh, 45 the last 46 years, DT and I have been in a, the SIDs. There was a one-year little lapse in there of judgment, I guess you could say. Um, so Some might say it had been 25 <laughs> years of lapse of judgment, yeah, but that's good, okay. Good, good, yes, indeed, yes. Uh, but, you know, I mean, a lot of perspectives, a lot of things have changed uh, just in, in terms, I mean, obviously uh, the whole realm of athletics here at Grand Valley State has taken on a, a different culture and uh, obviously a lot of we're looking at some uh, 22 NCAA championship banners down here, and the uh, first one was uh, volleyball in 2000 and f- no football. Yeah, football, football beat fifth. the first women's football, volleyball yeah. championship women's volleyball was, was the first, first women's one, yes, one but yeah. yeah. So I was going to say, if you forgot about the football yeah, national no, championships, no, was, we might have to restart yeah, this podcast. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, no it's been, it's been, but it's, it's been a lot of fun and uh, a lot of good friends and memories over the years. It certainly has, and in my short time at Grand Valley, it's been great to see what this place is, what it stands for. And so some of the guests we're going to talk to, I think our plan is to start with talking to Tim Selgo, 
who's a longtime AD here, really was at the forefront of that movement that took Grand Valley to the next level athletically. And we'll talk about it after we talk to Tim and in the coming weeks. But Tim, not, you know, you have an extra special relationship. You worked with Tim Selga for a great number of years. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun yeah, for us to catch up with him. Uh, 20, 21 years together. Uh, so it was a lot of fun talking to him and getting him set up with an interview, you know, next week. And, you know, his vision and when when he started here, uh, he really just shaped everything, and and you could see he had a clear path of what what direction he wanted to go, and uh, he implemented those areas and he got support from the uh, from the administration of the university, and then, and that's what it takes. It takes support and buy-in from that side of the campus uh, that you want to excel athletically, and they did that. They saw the big picture and uh, let him kind of take the reins, and uh, he really did. And we'll be excited to talk to him. So that's going to be our first guest. That's coming up next week. By the way, all of our guests on this Anchor Up podcast will be brought to you by Coors Light, reminding you to drink responsibly and distributed locally by Alliance Beverage. So we'll talk to Tim Selgo next week. We might have to cut that one up into a few different podcast episodes, I'd imagine, because Tim has so many stories and so many ebbs and flows to where he can go with that one. So stay tuned for what that comes well, to and, in the next and, coming weeks. And there's going to be a lot of plugs for his two books. I mean, let's be honest. Hey, he's going to plug it. He's going to plug his book. We can already we can already you know imagine how many how many times he's going to get that. It's those, the those it's the marketing thoughts like that that helped him turn <laughs> yes, Grand indeed. Valley into what it is. So that's totally fine. But we've got some stuff going on at Grand Valley right now too, Tim. And I think I'd be remiss if we didn't really start this week's what's happening with student athletes are back on campus. They are, you know, and it's, it's always well obviously this is a different a different year. It's always great when the student athletes come back and w- the way that last year ended abruptly. Uh, what, March 17th, I think, maybe, you know, when they kind of canceled classes, sent everybody home. And then uh, it was a long summer, a lo- well, a long spring, followed by a long summer. And then uh, we were able to come back to work. And, and you always look forward to the student-athletes coming back. You did this year as well. However, there's little, we you know, obviously when there's apprehension in terms of what we're going to do athletically, you're looking forward to that to athletics. And then, you know, uh, Division Two kind of shut that down. Uh, so it kind of changes the whole the whole outlook and approach, um, but it's great having the kids back on campus. You know what? It's it's funny because you have to recognize people by eyes now. Everybody's, everybody's wearing a mask. You're not really sure. You kind of want to make eye contact and maybe say hi, but then you're not really sure if it's who you think it is um, because you haven't seen them over you know over the last six months. And uh, so it's really changed. Um, but uh, obviously, the university's doing a good job of keeping people socially distanced and people wearing masks and. Uh, you know, it's been a different time. Yeah, you got to take things one step at a time. The first step was getting the students back on campus. They've been doing team meetings, activities to kind of keep them engaged with each other but staying socially distant. And hopefully next week they can start with the actual practices. So that's another level of normalcy that I think will really help out the athletes. Well, you know, they're looking forward to it. These are competitive student-athletes uh, who are, uh, you know, accustomed to uh, using their craft and playing their craft and their sports and, you know, when you take that away from uh, them, it, it's, you know, it, it's a toll mentally and, and, and physically because they're, they're, they're used to competing. I talked to Ke- uh, Keegan Hawkins last week. He has not been in a pool since the NCAA championships, and it's the longest he's ever gone in his life without being in a pool. And he really didn't know what, I mean, he, you know, he, he kept fit through running and biking and stuff like that, but he said it's, it's, it's different. It's going to be different when I get back in the water. It certainly is. That's going to be tough to adjust. One sport that could go on all summer was golf because it's as socially distant as you get. And as a matter of fact, that Michigan Open was last week. And so a few of our student athletes were almost late getting back here because they were up in Traverse City. Yeah, and they had a great showing uh, by some current and former uh, golfers. Uh, and, you know, it was 
they played it up at the Bear in Traverse City, uh, four rounds, and and uh, Alex Scott finished second. He's a former golfer, all American, and uh, current current student athlete Charles DeLong out of uh, DeWitt, Michigan, um, had a great showing. Uh, he finished fifth, uh, minus three, and so it was great, great seeing those guys, uh, you know, really excel. And I know they were excited to get back on the course. For sure. And how about for Charles DeLong? He's a rising sophomore. He comes out there, shot, what, an opening round 69? Yeah, he, he did. And he's actually, he gets a year back. So he's he, sophomore academically, right. freshman uh, athletically. so That's going to be so tricky oh, for us gonna, for yeah, the next I know, when we're, number of years. Yeah, when, when kids, because different coaches are taking different approaches and student athletes are taking different approaches. Some of them, you know, want to get that job and move on in their life. Some of them want that year back to compete because they enjoy it that much. So, yeah, it's going to be a... Uh, long haul for the next four or five years, kind of figuring out where kids stand academically versus athletically. Changing rosters on the website, making sure we know who to acknowledge for Senior Day. There's going to be so many fun things in that sports information office for sure, including this Anchor Up podcast, which is brought to you in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now more than ever, confidence with every card. So a great showing at the Michigan Open again. Alex Scott finishes second place in the entire tournament with a seven under. DeLong finished fifth. Matt Orwig, who's a current golfer, Dom Mancinelli, and Bryce Mesner, a couple of alums, also made the cut. So a really impressive show for GBSU golf. And, I mean, I think we've talked to Gary Bissell a number of times, and that's a program that has a really, really bright future, too. Well, you know, all those guys got their year back, so they played last fall. And, uh, the number one the, recruiting class in the and, nation, yes, by the way. Yes, in the nation. They played last fall, and you could see them really start to show their improvement. I know Gary was really excited about the last spring. It got shut down, um, and those guys are a year older with keeping their eligibility. So he is really excited about them. Uh, and, and, you know, Charles DeLong, I saw him this week when we were doing media days, and he couldn't accept his prize winnings because right. he's an amateur athlete. So I said, well, you know, what would you get? And he got a $575 uh, uh, golf shop gift card. He goes, it's great because I can go up there and he, he, he can use it to play golf. Oh, so, okay. so he gets to go so up there and try to So you can find that workaround. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, but, um, and with my recent foray into golf, I know how expensive yeah. equipment can be. Exactly. So you know what, well, that's not a bad little uh, side deal as well. Maybe make a little trip to Traverse City with Charlie. Hey, you know what? If I have to to do that. I'm to not sure how gear. much 575 gets you at the Bear, though. I'm not sure. That's probably over 100, 100 bucks around. I guess. Yeah, I I'd imagine, imagine it's tough to, uh, to squeeze that, all that one in. Because the bear is uh, that's a cool course too. You know, we can uh, we could have Mitch Ashcraft, our uh, producer, uh, look that up and uh, he can do some research can, for us. Research. He can get us some tea times. I know he's good <laughs> at finding good deals too, so he might be able to do that for us. But coming up this week, the kickoff of the NFL and some big news for Grand Valley fans and football fans alike: the Kansas City Chiefs putting. Nick Kaiser on their roster, not only on their roster, on their two DPs, the number two tight end behind a pro bowler and just the conversation out of Kansas City about how impressive Nick Kaiser was in his second, third year now and how much they expect of him is awesome to see. Well, it is. And, you know, coaches always talk about your your availability is your is in, in terms of playing is your best option. You know, if you're, you're only as good as your availability. Sure. And there were some injuries in, in, in front of Nick. He, he was on the practice squad last year and then Kansas City. So those guys got injured. He spent the whole uh, camp working with the ones and the twos, and that earned him a roster spot. And it, it's funny because you see Patrick Mahomes talking about Nick Kaiser, and, right. and, and, and some of the stories you you know you're like you know Nick Kaiser and Patrick Mahomes are best buds. I mean, in terms of the football field, and and but it's great for him. And he had an outstanding outstanding career here out of Portage Northern High School. Um, really had had you know some great uh, seasons, and his hard work and you know, there was a time when Nick Kaiser, actually, the football coaches were talking about this, 
wasn't sure if he wanted to continue to play football. After huh. his sophomore year, he's kind of like, yeah, I don't know if this is for me. Now he's number two in the depth chart of the world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I think it also shows you the type of work ethic that mm-hmm. Nick had because he had to fight through a depth chart at Grand Valley Absolutely. to become the tight end that he was, and he had a great senior year, was able to do a pro day, wound up getting picked up. I know a lot of people were here in the Ravens might draft him. That was a big talking point. Didn't wind up happening. He does catch on with the Chiefs, and here you go a year later, look at him now. So it's an awesome story. And you go back to Patrick Mahomes, you talk about a guy comes out of a BCS Texas Tech school talking to Grand Valley State's Nick Kaiser as best friends. That's that's a different world, man. It'll be interesting getting with Nick and talking about uh, hanging around Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, because obviously no obviously yeah, that's, a, that's a different cat, cat right there in terms of you know, his ability and, I mean, it's coming off one of the greatest seasons for a tight end in NFL history and is is rated among, you know, the the best in the current NFL and is, is looking to, you know, enhance his uh, longevity. Definitely a great guy to be in the room with, Absolutely. learning about an offense, learning how to play tight end at that level. And, you know, we'll keep a plug on Nick. I know he's going to be busy for the next couple of months, but see if we can get him on the podcast at some time down the road as well. So that's kind of the beauty of this podcast. We have the ability to talk to current Lakers, former Lakers, former coaches, former administrators, give you a scope of what makes Grand Valley so special, and we get to see it up close and personal every day. I know we've got a great fan base, great community that loves Grand Valley for all the right reasons, but this will be a great way to kind of extend that and show them what else Grand Valley stands for. So NFL kicking off this week, talked about Nick Brandon Carr back with the Dallas Cowboys, and of course Matthew Judon with a big year coming up with the Ravens. So that's three Lakers in the NFL here in week one, and you gave that great stat last week. We put it out on social media. I don't want to steal your thunder, but the golden 18. 18 consecutive years with two or more active players in the NFL, which is really amazing when you think when you're considering a Division II school, that's the the best streak in Division II history, um, and it just talks about you know the longevity and how the program has tradition of, of excellence is, is what we say, and it really is. You know we've had great players over the years, and those guys had to have you know Brandon Carr. We're talking about his 13th year, started and played in 192 consecutive games as a as a defender, and I know we um you know really kind of an interesting take on Brandon in terms of how the Cowboys signed him he he'd actually retired you and I were talking about it a couple of weeks ago oh, Brandon Carr yeah I think oh, he retired yep yep he's done and then all of a sudden on on uh, on cut day they're talking about the Cowboys picking up Brandon Carr well you talk about availability being your best ability and Brandon Carr is a guy that I think he's earned enough trust around the league that if you need a steady cornerback that you can throw into the mix, he's ready to go. I don't know if he'll keep that start and play streak alive. Right. Who knows what the Cowboys' plan is for him. But nonetheless, where he is in his career right now through 12 seasons, he's got his own podcast, by the way. It's called The Iron Horse for that very for that reason. that very reason, right. <laughs> because he is out there yep. each and every week. And if you haven't checked that out yet, highly recommend it. Brandon, very smart guy. We've had the pleasure of having him back a number mm-hmm. of times. I had the pleasure of hanging out with him after the uh, Hosford Center unveiling and everything and just getting to know him as a person, what he does back home in Flint, the amount of community engagement that he does here in Michigan still to this day shows you how great not only are the players at Grand Valley, with three of them being in the NFL, but the people as well that come through here. So it's really going to be exciting to watch those three players, see how they do this week and track those performances. I know Matthew Judon's been so fun to watch the last few years. So. He, was, he was franchise tag this year. Yep. So uh, obviously you know, another he, he, contract. Uh, another year. another contract year for Matt, for Matt Judon. He's coming off a phenomenal year last year. Um, you know, unfortunately they were unable to uh, move forward in the, in the playoffs. Um, but you know, he has just. I mean, what a story! 
got hurt as a junior, tore his ACL, kind of used that as motivation, came back, had an unbelievable senior year, uh, Gene Upshaw Award winner, gets picked by the Ravens, and is now turned into, you know, he was the understudy for, for Terrell Suggs, and he has turned that into, um, you know, where he is now the franchise guy. I mean, he is, he's the individual that uh, they're looking to to lead his defense and, and uh, you know, be the cowbell for them defensively. Yeah, and that's a Ravens team that, I mean, you want to talk about a legacy of defenders and guys that come from that program. He's right in that mix there with a long line of a uh, team that has a long-standing tradition of being proud of what their interior defensive guys can do. Absolutely. You know, it's year in, year out, one of the top defenses in the, in, in the NFL. And when you're looking at Matt Judon as as the guy that you're you're rallying around as a top defender on, on your defense, um, you know, he's he, he's become a three-down defender. Um, he no longer is there just to stuff the run. He's also involved in the uh, in the uh, pass defense game where he can cover those linebackers out of the backfield. He can cover that tight end, but yet he can also rush off the edge, and that's where he's really you know used used his uh, his athleticism in terms of getting to the quarterback and creating pressure. He said it himself, body built by Taco Bell. <laughs> that's, that's, still one of the, that's still one of the greats, yeah. Might be one of the best yeah. of all time in terms of those uh, lower head introductions. Do you think Nick Kaiser is the number two tight end? He's at least going to have to record one for NBC, right? The Nick Kaiser, Grand Valley State? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to have to at least do one. So, um, you know, and, and, and again, the tight end in the NFL is a very physical posi- physical position, and so he's literally one one injury. Travis Kelsey, obviously, they want to keep him healthy. But uh, he, you know, in, in pre, in, they didn't have a preseason. But in fall, ca- fall camp, they were talking about, you know, they use a lot of two tight end sets. Mm-hmm. And so he actually could start the game because they could be in that two tight end set. So This Anchor Up podcast is presented in part by NovaCare. Discover the power of physical therapy, the official physical therapy provider's of GVSU Athletics and by PNC Bank, the official bank of GVSU Athletics, PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. When we speak of PNC Bank, they'll also be the title sponsor of something pretty cool that's coming next week. We're going to have a virtual family day that was announced by GVSU Athletics this week. It's a couple of things. It's a fundraiser drive. It's a chance for Grand Valley supporters, alums to help out a little bit in terms of funding the efforts that Grand Valley is doing to keep the student-athlete experience at a championship level, even though we've been hit hard, obviously, with the reduction in revenue. So that's going to be a great thing on that side. But then also we're doing some really fun content that day as well, which I think is important because that family day vibe is part of what makes GV so special. Well, it is. You know, family day is um, is great. The, the kids sit in the stands with their parents. Um, a lot of the A lot of the families meet here. And go to that game, and it's always well attended. Obviously, we're looking for another sellout, um, in which we've had great attendance over the years on on Family Day. Um, you know, and, and there's nothing like you know, you, you can't uh, explain until you're there the entrance of the team, and you see the team run down across the field, jump, do the lubbers leap into the student section, and uh, you know, it's something we've talked about, and the video board, and the band, and and all the atmosphere. Uh, the game day atmosphere, which we feel is the b- best in Division Two, and in fact, you could take that take that on the road to a lot of the FBR FCSC uh, game day atmospheres, um, and it, it's really neat. So, just just trying to do some different things, and obviously, we're hit hard with uh, financially due to the loss of the camps during the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't realize that our teams are fundraising um, 
during the summer to to sustain their budgets oh, yeah. and pay those assistant coaches and and those volunteers and those those part time assistant coaches and travel. I mean, it's not like you know we have the uh, the the uh, Big Ten Network <laughs> that's that's dumping a bunch of money in, in, in into our budgets. So these teams need these these dollars. And we're just trying to find ways to help help the department out. Every single dollar is certainly going to help. So Virtual Family Day is coming your way on September 19th. We're going to do a bunch of really cool stuff. There's going to be a poster giveaway digitally. We're going to do a couple of different artwork things that you can download. We're going to do some family-oriented, uh, whether it's a GV mom, GV grandpa, that kind of header for social media accounts. So we're going to do a bunch of interactive stuff like that. And it all culminates at 4 p.m., right here on the Grand Valley Sports Network, the first ever production of the newly launched Grand Valley Sports Network. You can find us online at watchgvsn.com. It's also available through the Roku app. It's available through uh, the Apple podcast. There's a whole bunch of different ways that you can get this brand-new Grand Valley Sports Network. And at 4 p.m., we are going to do a completely free of charge live virtual broadcast, which is going to feature all those things that you have. We have footage of tailgating. We have footage of the video board intro. We have footage of the players running out doing the lubber's leap. We have all that stuff from the sing-alongs that everybody loves in between quarters and at media timeouts. All the things that the pageantry that surrounds a Grand Valley football game that, like you said, takes it to another level beyond just the great competition on the field, but also takes it to another level in terms of the enjoyment. We're going to package that for you in an hour. And, oh, by the way, the crown jewel of this thing, one student is going to have a chance to perform a task. We can't say what it is, but live on the broadcast, they're going to get the opportunity to try a task. And if they are successful, they will win $10,000 in cash. And all they need to do to register to enter is for them to claim a ticket to Family Day like they would claim any other football ticket that's always free to our students. So we, when we say we want to sell out Family Day, we're putting our money where our mouth is as well, trying to really drive that home and give the students an incentive to register for a ticket, be engaged, get that feeling of going to Family Day and you know having that experience with their families. And hopefully, even if this if they're not the one that gets to try for $10,000, this can bring some type of normalcy, bring some type of relief and fun to people all across. Well, you know, I think the NBA has done a wonderful job with their the way they've done it in the virtual, uh, bringing the fans in and, and having them kind of courtside. It's, it's really kind of neat. It's created a, a good atmosphere, and this is along the same lines where we're trying to you know bring our fans – a, a, a virtual game and and you know just kind of a lot of people talk about um in terms of you know the the atmosphere they love the pregame and and the, and the tailgating and, oh yeah and a lot really there there would be people that would just show up and tailgate and wouldn't have to go into the game they just like being around people and and uh but not obviously you know when you have have the success that we've we've had over the years you're gonna you're gonna build a nice following yeah and that program which again is on september 19th at 4 p.m we're going to try to bring you not only the sights and sounds of a football game but also the smells a little bit too and see if we can't you know bring home those tailgate smells that everybody loves so much from those moments as well so that's coming up we're really excited about that we're also really excited about this podcast usually this would be the time where we'd be ready to toss it over to an interview segment but this was the first one so we wanted to just kind of give you an intro let you know what we have in store here for this podcast and we hope you'll join us along for the journey. We are going to have plenty of segments along the way, though. We can certainly get to those here this week, even though we don't have a guest interview for you. So we're going to start with our Blue Cross Blue Shield Team of the Week. 
every week we're going to highlight one year's team, talk about their accomplishments and what that meant, and put some perspective to it. And an easy one to start is one that came off a national championship coming into 2020. The 2019 women's soccer team, an unbelievable list of accomplishments that team had. They went 25-1, and Tim. Won the national championship, sixth time in program history. That's more than anybody else. And they matched their program record in wins with 25. They set a new program record with 117 goals. And they made history by being the first ever team in the history of GLIAC women's soccer to go the entire conference slate. That's nine games without allowing a single goal. Well, you know... The telling tale of this, I didn't see you for like a month when you were traveling <laughs> with the uh, soccer team. That is very we true. We weren't really sure. Where, it was kind of like find Waldo. Where's Jake? Well, it's like finding Waldo. And, in Mankato, uh, Minnesota, were, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, exactly. take wherever we can um, go. And, and I mean, no, you know, you, you traveled with him. You were there through the whole thing. So, uh, you know, what an incredible year. What a great job Jeff Hosler's done um, following Dave Diani and, and his success here. He's now moving on to Iowa um, and done a great job there. But uh, Jeff has just kept kept this this machine rolling, and and it's just incredible to see what they do. And I'm sure at some point we'll talk to both Dave and Jeff on this podcast. But I almost wonder because remember Dave won a national championship the year he left. So Jeff comes in, steps into this role, and oh by the way, you're the defending national champion. Try to top that. Yeah, and, and well, I'll tell you what's incredible is you see the the the, stu- the student athletes he's recruiting and the kids he's getting. And the school, other schools that are recruiting these these individuals, and I mean we're talking about some top Division One programs, mm-hmm. and they're looking at this and kind of going, yeah, Grand Valley's a better option for me. It's not only is it closer than I thought, it's actually the thought. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you know what a what, what, great year. I mean, in terms of you can't the way they won some games, and I mean obviously the the the, the culminating in the national championship, the way they won that. I mean, that's the storybook. And I think the incredible part of you, you talk about they didn't give up a goal in the entire conference season. They were never really tested. Then all of a sudden they get to the Elite Eight. They have to play the only team that's beaten them this year at their place, taking on Minnesota State Mankato. And talk about the adversity. You're going to play, supposed to play outdoors. In the morning. In the morning. And then you end up playing um, indoors for the – on the weekend in Mankato. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a whole nother level to yeah. that. You're right. They had just built that brand-new dome out there in Mankato. Just got it up. The field wasn't really in quite good condition. It had snowed a ton just the previous couple of days, so it was muddy. There was ice chunks in it. The games committee came out the day before on their walkthrough and said, yeah, this isn't going to work. Luckily, we could still smell the fresh paint down inside well, that dome, but they just got up and got inspected in time. They did the inspection that morning, which is and then had people come in for that, which is unbelievable. They're still setting up for this, and <laughs> you're, you're going you're to play a NCAA, uh, uh, um, t- you know, tournament games. And by the way, that. tip of the cap to the Mankato Athletic Department for being able to juggle all of that, get the program off and running, get both games in, and they really did a wonderful job of it dealing with the adversity on their end and still making it comfortable for us as visitors. They were looking for that to be played outside. They wanted no part of playing the Lakers indoors. You put that team on turf, they were already fast, they yeah. got a whole lot faster. And then you go to the national championship game, they were on their heels basically the entire second half. 
survive about 11 corner kicks in the second half alone and then wind up scoring a golden goal in the second overtime to celebrate a national championship in style. So that was a really cool team, a really cool story. Like you said, there were a bunch of different layers to it. I know we didn't reach that far back just to last fall, but that's where we go for our first team of the week brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield. Any other thoughts on that 2019 women's soccer team? Well, I mean, just a incredible year. I mean, you just can't uh, say enough. And what a great group of, of young ladies. I mean, yeah. just so personable and really but competitive. I mean, you can just see the difference when you see them um, just walking around campus. You see them around the department, and then you see them when they put their game face on. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, a, a different mentality. We saw it at Northern Michigan when, when the, the football team – was playing at Northern, um, and they went and watched the uh, soccer game that afternoon before their their walkthrough. And you know, you see it up close, and at Northern, you're really able to get into the action, literally. Right, I mean, you're you're basically on the field, uh, right, right there on Lake Superior, and uh, you just see how talented they are, and 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 how seriously they take their craft. Yeah, and I think some of the football players who maybe hadn't gotten to a GVSU soccer game before exactly. kind of saw how much talent was on that field, and they were blown away a little bit yeah. by what they were watching as well. So that was really cool. Then the ladies went to the Northern football game on Saturday mm-hmm. before going on up to Houghton, and it's the stuff like that, caring between sports, that makes things so cool at Grand Valley. By the way, Earhart Construction is the official construction company of the Grand Valley Sports Network this podcast is also brought to you in part by homewood suites grand rapids where you can enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in downtown grand rapids so that was our team of the week tim we're also going to spotlight a would-be senior every week especially for this first semester of this podcast because obviously this would be their year to shine as a senior so we want to make sure that we spread some love and are able to highlight some of their great accomplishments on the podcast as well and we're going to start this week with Dennis Mbuda. He's from the men's cross country and track and field teams. He's a Kentwood kid. He's pretty local, but boy, what a career he's had. Nine-time GLIAC champion, seven-time, I'm going to say all the letters right, U-S-T-F-C-C-A, All-American seven times. Well, I mean, what Dennis is so, and you see him running around campus all the time, and uh, you just... He's he's like a marathoner and uh, oh he is <laughs> what a what a great career he has had and um, he's you know he's still adding to his career and so you know in terms of it's just what Jerry Baltus has done you know he's a local kid out of Kentwood uh, and what Jerry Baltus the head coach for uh, cross country and track and field has done and the program he's built um, is is second to none nationally. And being a cross-country and track and field athlete means just, just like sports information, you're, you're around, baby. You're, you're, there, there's no off, there's no, no off days. And, nope. Uh, you know, and they actually work into, and not, this year is a little bit different, but they you know, will train, go through the NCAA championships across country, run the NCAA championships in cross country, and while they're still fit and in that shape, they will hold indoor meets two weeks later and they use that fitness to qualify for the NCAA Indoor Championships. And so, uh, you know, what Jerry does and his next-level thinking and, and his approach and the, getting the kids to buy in is, is, is incredible. And Jerry Balt is another multi-decade guy that's helped kind of build the foundation that is Grand Valley, and I'm sure he will be on this podcast. That one will definitely be at least a two-parter yep. because I know once he gets going, just like his athletes, they don't stop. But to follow up quickly on Dennis, some more numbers for you. He holds four school records as well. He holds the record in the 800-meter and the 600-meter on the indoor track, the outdoor 800-meter. And, Tim, this is the big one for me, the indoor mile. He ran it in four minutes 
and 3.84 seconds. Well, you know, and, and that just speaks to his versatility. He's a cross-country guy, and also those are not the 5,000, 3,500. No, that's mid-distance. Right, that's, that's middle distance, and he, he uses that to help him in cross-country, though, because when it comes down the stretch, you're not going to outkick Dennis. I mean, he, he's got that base, and, you know, he, he, can, he can get the kick in, in cross-country. No question about it. That is our Lakers senior spotlight, Dennis Mbuda out of Kentwood, East Kentwood High School. It's brought to you by Ziegler Automotive. We'll also go through some great moments in Lake history through this podcast, and I'm sure there are a ton of those, Tim, that you have right off the top of your head. But you know, when you think about great moments, and we'll talk about them every week, but what are some of the ones that jump out to your well, mind? Well, you know, as we were approaching this year, um, during the time when we were kind of in limbo uh, in the spring and summer, this was going to be the 50th year of Laker football. Right. Um, and so, obviously, it's 50 seasons. Correct. So, know. it's still the 50th so it's still, year. So, it'll still be the 50th year next year in 2021 when we actually tee it up again. Um, but putting the top 25 games together was, was a blast. Um, I did that with Don Thomas um, and, and some other individuals and, and Laker football alums. And we went through and we picked out the top moments. And, you know, obviously, you have the four national championship games and you have the six title game appearances. But um, Don Thomas, who was here for the uh, Jim Harkema, Tom Beck, he was here when Brian Kelly started his career. Wow. Um, and then I was here when Brian Kelly finished his career. So we've really seen all these different eras of, of football. And it was great just listening to Don and his perspective and some of the games that happened. The, the field goal at Michigan Tech that never went through, but they had to count it because they hit a cross, cross wire, uh, an electrical wire, and nobody talked about it before the game, so I said, yeah, it looked good, so we're going to count it. Lakers win. <laughs> I mean, just things like that. When Northern Michigan with Steve Mariucci um, and Tom Izzo, or Steve Mariucci and, and Tom Izzo were um, playing at Northern Michigan in football, the Lakers upset them when they were number one ranked in, in, the, in the country. And so just so many different games. Brian Kelly, first, first uh, road win at number one North Dakota State. Um, and that was a huge upset. Uh, so just so many great wins, so many fun times. Brian Kelly told that story about being in the uh, NCAA semifinals down in Texas a couple of years oh. ago on the Dan Patrick Show. That's one <laughs> that I'm sure we could revisit oh, at gosh. some point. There are a lot of really, really yeah, good stories out of the great storied history of Grand Valley State Athletics. So every week we'll take a deep dive into one of those, and that will be brought to you by our friends at the Randy Caterberg Agency. Uh, the last one, and this is a really fun one, the DTE Energy fan question. So we're going to ask you, Laker Nation, if you've got questions that you want to know, tweet at us. At the Grand Valley Sports Network Twitter account, let us know. You can also reach out to us directly and say, ask what you want to ask, whether it's on social media at GVSU Lakers or at the GVSU Sportsnet account specifically. We monitor both, so we'll be able to see any of those questions that you have. Obviously, this is the first one we put out, so we had to lean on our friend Bob Jones, who had a, a great fan question for us, and it's directed for you, Tim. Bob Jones wants to know what Tim Knott would do for a living if he weren't a sports information director. You know, uh... And we talk about it in the office all the time. I'd be a chef. You'd be a chef. I'd be a chef. I love the Food Network. I love cooking. I love grilling. You know your um, uh, protein shakes don't count as cooking, right? I know. I know. I know. That's that's true. But um, <laughs> you know, I'm a huge huge connoisseur of the Food Network um, and uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. That's my favorite show. We talk about that all the time. And and uh, so I, I I could see myself as being a chef. Would you be a restaurant owner? Would you be a chef? What kind of food would you, you like know, to, to cook if you could? Or I know you're great on the grill. Gosh, but. you know, I 
diners, drive-ins, and dive food. You know, in terms of uh, just some greasy hamburgers and fries and how the whole how it takes place. Um, but yeah, I, I could see myself as a chef. Wow. All right. Well, now I know every week when we record this podcast, you're in charge of catering. Uh, I, 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 can, I can bring in some burgers and grilled chicken and uh, some, some different uh, items for you. There you go. All right. Sounds good. Well, that is our DTE Energy fan question brought to you by DTE Energy. Know your own power. And that for this first episode, ladies and gentlemen, is it. We're off and running one episode in again. Usually we'd have that guest interview as well. Really looking forward to talking to Tim Selgo and getting his perspective on where Grand Valley came from, where it is now, where it's going. And, you know, he's always been a great positivity guy, a great forward thinker, and I'm sure he has some ways that as troubling as COVID-19 has been, that it could be a positive for Grand Valley State. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, um, you know, and, and talking with him, um, and I know some of our, a lot of our coaches still keep in touch with Tim. Um, you know, communication amongst between coaches and student athletes. That's always that, Tim always felt like that was important, and that was a key to the success of the teams is the camaraderie, the having a great locker room, um, the 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 coach athlete um, uh, relationship, and and keep you know making sure that they're you know at their best mentally along with along with you know physically so it um you know it, it'll be great hearing his approach and just kind of some things that that he's taken from this pandemic That'll be a fun conversation for sure. We look forward to bringing that to you. Before we get out of here, a reminder that our podcast is also brought to you in part by Uccello's, where great food and sports come together. But we're looking to put this out every Thursday on the Grand Valley Sports Network. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and hopefully you'll join us for the ride that is taking a look back and into the future of Grand Valley State Athletics. Tim, you got through your first one, man. How we do? Hey, great job, Jake. Obviously, uh, you're the professional here leading, leading this uh, train down the track, and, uh, um, you know, just excited to, to uh, you know, dive into this with, uh, with you. As am I. It'll be great, and hopefully you, Laker Nation, are along with us for the ride. So that wraps it up for our first-ever episode of the Anchor Up podcast, all brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics, your health, our passion. This has been the Anchor Up podcast on the Grand Valley Sports Network. Oh, oh, oh.